1: And and
0: Hello and welcome to this mini Charlton Live podcast, my name is Louis Mendes, thank you for joining me on the show. We'll be looking back at the addicts trip to Home Park on Saturday where we took on Plymouth Argyle. We'll hear the highlights of the game and find out what boss Lee Boer and striker Lyle Taylor made of it. We'll also find out the latest from the gaffer on his confusing new contract offer and with racial abuse rearing its ugly head in football once again this weekend, Lyle Taylor explains what it's like to be on the receiving end of it. for a lack of a full show this week. The Charlton Live team were having a well-deserved weekend away in Plymouth after the game. We'll be back, though, for a full big match preview on Thursday evening. Charlton Live. So the Addicts travelled to Devon on the back of four wins in their last six league outings, still harbouring outside hopes of a top two finish in League One, but it wasn't going to be easy. Argyle were unbeaten in their last eight home games and Charlton hadn't won at home park since a brace from Leroy Lita. In 2008, your commentators on Valley Pass were Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Sawyer finds Carey again and into Lamaris into the penalty area. Ball across, cleared away by Bauer. It goes straight back to
1: Sawyer. Thinks about the chip across. Purrington meets that, heads it back across the penalty area though. And it's one and drops to Carey, edge of the penalty area. Trying to find a shot. Chips instead over the bar. And the first shot in anger to the Carey home from the right-hand side. The Charlton left. Heading towards the corner of the penalty area. He's allowed to run a long way here he takes the shot down to the left hand side of Dylan Phillips who has to palm it away for a corner. Quickly taking free kick and it's away on this uh, Charlton left with Zarcevic. Back to Threlkel. Ball, long ball into the box. It's a header from Edwards and he heads it over the bar under pressure from Taylor, had gone with him. He just he just did did as it well he did.
2: Namaris has the ball, it's a neat ball to the right hand side and Dapo. Inside the pounds here, a look to take on Nabisar. Le cuts his side with his left foot, shoots, oh. and a good save from Phillips. Diving down to his right, and Solly clears. Williams gets something on the ball, but King Canavan Canavan a long ball forward towards the tapo, who flicks it on. It's a nice header. it comes to Carey with a shot, and over the bar. It's, it's save, always rising.
1: Phillips might That's have got a save. A that is definitely a save. He's given a goal kick, but Phillips definitely yeah, exactly saved that. Save
2: that. Inside the box, now to Lemares. Lemares controls. Trying to take a oh, pass oh. Power, uh, Pass Pelic. And Pilić put her foot out, lamaris goes over it, and Plymouth have a penalty.
1: How many warnings do you need that a player's going to dive at every opportunity? How many warnings do you have to have before you realise that Lameris is going to go over every foot that you see? he sees?
2: waits for the referee's whistle, he just gets into position. The referee still taking his time, blows his whistle, Carey steps up, left foot, is strikes. Yes, yes! Pilić! Dive Step into his, his left! with his feet, Come keeps up, it out. And some Charlton players and some fans might think that's just deserves the decision made, but Dylan Phillips you with know, a vital save for Charlton to keep it Colas,
1: And Plymouth have the corner. Oh, Dylan Phillips steps up, keeps Charlton in it. As Carey steps over the ball, ball into the penalty area, is a dangerous one. Oh. to Ledapo, who should have scored. Oh dear, oh, dear, And what a let-off. Plymouth have come close a number of times, and will probably feel they should uh, should be one, at least one nil up on the balance of play, and it's hard to disagree with that. A great moment for Dylan Phillips. Solly, the
2: throw, short two. Cullen exchanges passes. Play. Lovely play. Solly crossing opportunity. Ball into the box. Goes Taylor! To Taylor. Yeah! He's in. <laughs> hey! John take the lead. Come on! Two minutes after Dylan Phillips keeps him in game with a superb penalty save. A lovely one-two it's between it. Josh Cullen and Chris Solly. The ball in the box was perfect. The header
1: from Taylor was too strong for Matt Macy. And John have the lead after 40 minutes. Well, you'll look at this game and you'll think it's crazy at times. Well, it doesn't get much crazier than that. We had the uh, penalty save from Dylan Phillips at this end. And within, what, a minute? Up the other end, a lovely little piece of football on this right-hand side between Cullen and Solly. A 1-2, release Solly, down the right-hand side. Lovely cross, picked out Lyle Taylor on his own. Edge of the six-yard box and a superb header past Macy that he couldn't keep out and Charlton will have the lead but uh, the home side will be looking at that thinking how has this happened
2: Solly just holding up the ball think Charlton just going to see this out till half time and there, there is the half time whistle good touched. control and will look to try and take on Frelkel gets to the left hand side Williams onto his right foot as Perrington in the overlap cuts inside Williams still with it in the pounds here ball across goals oh, oh, for the it yes it is. It is. Igor and Igor better oh, oh. will claim it and Charlton just after the half-time over two-goal advantage. it might be an own goal looking at the replay, but Joel won't care, they make it two.
1: I think uh, he'll have a job taken out of Vigot, although he looked fairly perplexed when he saw it going. Uh, you have to say though, Johnny Williams was the man and the main architect for that goal. It's a lovely touch to take him round his man in the first place, I think it was killed, And then he had Purrington on the overlap, but he used him as a decoy, cut back inside, then... Was to go and he wanted to go on his right, but the the uh, angle for the cross wasn't there. So he cut back on on his left drifted the ball across. And Venegali if he got anything on it at all, it was his thigh or his knee. Wasn't a clean contact, but it was enough to get it past Macy. As you say, whether that finally came off a defender, who knows? Who cares? Chopped it
2: inside the penalty area, goes for goal, and is palmed away by Macy. Unconvincingly. Cause... Colin heads down to Solly. Lovely ball oh. inside to on He's onside. Rebo inside the pounds here. Onto his left foot. Goes a goal. save by oh. Macy. And he palms
1: it away. Almost oh. hits Lyle Taylor. Somehow doesn't. And Charlton have the throw. Up against Jones. Corner of the penalty area. Sees uh, Lapsley on the overlap. Lapsley ball into the box. Taylor with a header. Oh, oh just wide blade. right of the uprights. This probably should be the whistle. And there it is. There's the final whistle. And Charlton a 2-0 victory here at home park which you have to say in the first 40 minutes looked extremely unlikely Charlton
0: live So a penalty save from Dylan Phillips proved the pivotal moment as the addicts who were below par up until then took the lead through Lyle Taylor just 98 seconds later and then they never looked back. The lead was doubled early in the second half either through Igor Vetikele or possibly a known goal from Argyle's Niall Canavan. The win coupled with second place Barnsley's loss at Burton leaves the South East Londoners just six points shy of the automatic promotion places with a game in hand although we do need to be wary of Sunderland in third who have two games in hand on us and are two points ahead of us as well. The clash at home park was Lee Bowyer's 50th league game in charge of the Addicts, and that run, by coincidence, also started with a 2-0 win over Plymouth back in March last year at the Valley. The gaffer was pleased with the victory, but admitted it was fair to say that the spot kick stopped from Phillips was the turning
3: point for his side. Uh, Yeah, I think it's fair to say that. I think um, it just shows that that Plymouth are a good side. I said that before. Before we, we started, they got they're a good side, and like this time last year, they was fourth in the league. So you, they've got good players. They've got players that can hurt you, and they showed that. And in the first half hour of the game, they they was the better side. They they won a lot more second balls. They moved the ball well, and they created chances. You know, it's, and then once we Dylan makes the save, then. It's like it gives us a wake-up call and, and then, we, then we started doing what we're good at, you know, and, and then we started dominating the game. I thought, I think from, from the penalty save onwards, I thought we was the better side.
0: The timing of the goals couldn't have come any better, really, to, to kill them off with that second straight after half-time when they'd probably gone in a bit shell-shot that they were behind as well.
3: Yeah, but that's what we do. We, we, we've got players that can hurt you and uh, obviously Lowell, great movement for his goal, great ball from Sully first goal and, and Johnny Williams exceptional down the left for the second so um, yeah, we had to we had to obviously change things uh, shape wise because they was causing us damage Ramirez was playing up top but then he was dropping into areas that our, our centre halves couldn't go all the way with him and, and that was causing us problems so then I had to change that and then once we'd done that and then I think we were comfortable I thought we, we, we deserved a win also, your, your 50th league game in charge today, uh, I don't
0: know if you knew that b- beforehand, but um, symmetrical results and, and uh, opponents as well, tuna win uh, over Plymouth, you must be so pleased with how it's gone over, over the last year or so.
3: Yeah, it's been good, it's been good, but there's still a long way to go for me, like um, we've got six games left and if we can win all six of them, I, I've said to the lads before we kicked off, we've, we've got seven and it's we need to win them all and we've got a chance of doing that i believe in them and if we do then we'll be in and around that top two i honestly believe it there's going to be the teams in front of us are going to make mistakes that that's a given and we've just got to try and keep winning and and be there in case they slip up
0: The second goal, from where we were behind the goal, we thought Igor got a touch. I noticed a few uh, outlets are giving it as an own goal. Do you you have any idea if it is? And
3: if it is Igor's, I mean, great to see him getting amongst the goals again. Um, No, I don't know who who touched it. I was even further away than anybody else, I think, so I haven't got a clue. But hopefully it's Igor's and and, that will give him more confidence. But again, I thought he worked hard today and and he deserved the goal, so it would be nice if the the two front men... uh, Ended up with a goal each today. Uh, you are able to welcome Christian
0: billick back into the, the side today and then he did, he did have to go off early. He had, he'd been down a couple of times. Is there anything
3: to worry about there? Yeah, it's his ankle. His ankle's the, the, the problem, so uh, we'll, we'll have to patch him up and, and see how he goes. Didn't want to take too many risks with him, you know. It was obviously a precaution that we brought him off, but we'll, we'll have to see how he goes. He's obviously got a problem with his ankle still, So um, but he realises how important he is to us sitting there in front of the back. To be fair to, to Plymouth, someone that works for Plymouth just come up to me and, and, and said, I have to tell you that your fans were outstanding from start to finish today. And, that, and that's great to hear. He said they was so respectful and, and, and they get behind your team and you can see the reaction you, the, the players get from the fans. And, and, and for me like that, that's great to hear, you know, because like I've said before, that, that wasn't like that last season. It's nine unbeaten, Lee. Um, you're in really good form, aren't you? Go heading towards the last six games. Do you feel you can push towards that top two? Yeah, uh, I, I honestly believe we, we've got a chance of winning all six. And will the teams above us make mistakes? I, I believe they will. Sunderland's got a hard running. They've got like, I don't know how many games left, but they're Saturday, Tuesday to the end of the season. That's not going to be easy. They've just gone to Rochdale and it at the end. and But they've got a big squad, a good squad, so Barnsley's, it's in their hands to, to, to give it away, you know. And, and I've said to the lads, like, I believe we're we going and we can win all six. And if we do that, then we ain't going to be far off. And if the teams above us want to give us a chance, then we've got to be there to grab it. So, but again, like, all we're is concentrate on what we're doing and, and what's meant to be will be. Charlton Live.
0: it was Lyle Taylor who opened the scoring for the Addicts just before half time at Plymouth bagging his 19th goal of the season in the process the front man came to speak to the media after the game and he admitted it looked at times in the first half that the result may well be going the other way Yeah, I mean I think for half an hour if I'm completely honest with you we got bad. um we were expecting them to be
4: good um we just could not impose ourselves on the game um Then you get the goal against the runner play after Dill saves the penalty and then their kid uh, Ladapo misses an open goal from a knockdown from a corner and I think at that point you kind of think this might be our day. Um, But we hung in there. We had to hang in there but we hung in there when we had to and uh, the defending was brilliant. Naby and Pat did so well not to get sent off today because it's like every time there was anything the ref gave a foul against us and pulled out a card very quickly, he got pushed, the referee, Uh, Igor got kicked in the face and a centre midfielder made exactly the same foul that Naby did to get booked on the halfway line and there wasn't a single card, Um, quite how we've come out of it with five yellow cards and uh, I'm not sure they got any, Um, I, I don't have a clue but at the end of the day we've got a a long journey home now, but
1: with three points. On comms, we were saying pretty much the same thing about, and uh, I said, uh, after about half an hour and we'd already picked up four yellows, I think it was by then. Uh, i will be amazed if we see this game through with 11. Uh, and it did look that way, but uh, was it the penalty save and the, and, and the miss? that, uh, And then almost immediately at the other end, the lovely work between Chris Solly and Josh Cullen to, uh, to get that ball across from Chris. Find your head, lovely finish. Is that what changed? I mean, it, the it, save plus your goal. It galvanises the team,
4: um, a save like that. I mean, I don't, I don't think we've saved the penalty this year. I don't think we've faced many, to be honest with you. But the fact that Dill has pulled us out of the proverbial um, is brilliant. Um, and we've got Dill to thank for these three points because it could have been so different going 1-0 down while being dominated still. So we'll, we'll
1: thank Dill for that. Um, and we'll, we'll go again Tuesday goal in the first two minutes of the second half pretty much sealed it and um, we I wouldn't say comfortable is probably not the right word but we controlled the game after that we uh, we've heard it was an own goal and he, uh, will Igor even attempt to claim it
4: uh, from what I saw it hit Igor so I'd always back my my strike partner um, it hit Igor and if I was Igor I'd have been running away doing a windmill making sure everybody <laughs> knew that it hit me um, regardless of whether it did or it didn't so no I think I think it, it's definitely touched Igor, whether it touched him last, I don't know, but it's touched him, so I'm giving it to my mate, and, and it's a goal each for the pair of us. But the work from Johnny Williams just before that deserved the goal anyway. It did, it did, I mean, Johnny was brilliant today, he carried us up the pitch so many times with a ball, and, and that's what Johnny brings, uh, he's a real outlet, and, and when we, do you know what, when we went 4-3-3, we were so much better, because we, we were able to get down the sides and get into good crossing positions, and do you know what, the crosses don't have to be the very best crosses. But if you force teams to defend crosses, they will eventually slip up, and that's exactly what happened. So it's another thing we can do. If if a diamond isn't working, we can play 4-3-3. Three, three. We can play a flat 4-4-2 four, four, as well. So it's
1: it's good because it's another another avenue we can go down if we need to. And Joe Rebo playing a little bit further in that forward in that second half was also a threat. Uh, surprised he didn't get off shoot the score sheet actually.
4: Yeah, I mean Joe Joe can do everything. Honestly, the boys have so much talent, so much ability. It's, it's, honestly, it's ridiculous. Um, I really like him as a number 10. It's tough because Johnny's a, a, an 8 or a 10. Ben Reeves is an 8 or a 10. Joe's an 8 or a 10. We've got so many that are... Tariq can play in the hole as well. He's a, a left winger or a 10. So It's so difficult because you've got so many good players. Um, but I like Joe in there. And... If I was to see Joe in there behind
1: me more often, I, I wouldn't be. A, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have anything to say bad about that. Managed to uh, celebrate a second goal and, and a corner in front of the uh, in front of the visiting, you know, the travelling fans. There was uh, eight hundred plus, but it's only more like eight thousand <laughs> at that end. There was um, a lot of them, a
4: lot of them, and, and they made they made one hell of a noise. And and they they pulled us out of it in the first half when we were really struggling, and and they drove us on in the second half. And if you if you saw how quiet the home fans were in the, in the second half and they were really deflated and ours were making a, an absolute racket in the corner so that's, uh, that's a massive massive testament to them and thank you to them uh, because I mean let's be honest we probably would have gone under without their support so the fact that we didn't is it's a team game and, and by team it's, it's every one of them 800 so
1: I'm not sure we're quite 900 aside, but we'll, we'll, we'll take the back in Lee lebo has always said that the top two's still his aim uh, that gets closer <laughs> to reality now the Barnsley have, uh, have lost today um, is that something in the players' minds to drive you forward?
4: No um, for me simply it's about winning every game um, it's in all honesty every every season you want to win every single game you, you, you can't um, otherwise yeah, I mean it, I'm sure it's not been done um, but you want to win every single game so we'll rest up now and we'll try and go and win again Tuesday and Bo said beforehand. He said, <clears throat> "If we have a really, really good week here, who knows where we could be at the end of it?" So, there you go. Over to you. So that, that's that's the aim. Now, the aim is nine points. Um, the aim is what? we six games left. The aim is 18 points. If we can get 18 points, then who knows? Um, it's going to be difficult. Very difficult. Um, difficult away game uh, on Tuesday. Difficult Luton at home. Difficult Gillingham away. Difficult Oxford away. Um, so we've got some really tough games, and, and last game of the season is going to be no, no given either. So we'll, we'll we'll keep working hard. That's all we can do, and and keep trying to do our very best to to win the game.
0: Charlton lie. Addicts boss Lee Boyer, much like plenty of his playing squad, will see his current contract with the club run out in the summer. He was though told to expect a new offer from Addict's owner Roland Duchatelet last week and sure enough one was forthcoming but things are never that simple in SE7 these days Boyer said on Thursday that the offer received was confusing and unlike any other contract offer that he'd seen before he was set to sit down with the non executive chairman Richard Murray towards the end of last week for some clarification on what deal exactly was being tabled so asked Lee if he could shed any more light on that
3: after the win at Plymouth Uh. Not, re- not really. No, I'm. Uh, I'm going to go back to him and uh, and ask for just like a normal, a normal offer <laughs> because it's uh, it it's different to what I've seen before. But at, at least we've got the ball rolling there, so it's it's, it's a good start. So um, yeah, I'm sure we we'll get we we'll get there in the end. Did you sit down with Richard Murray and go and go through it and discuss? I spoke, Yeah, yeah I him. spoke to Richard and and his advice was to. Maybe just see if there can be something just a bit bit more normal, <laughs> and, and, and then way we'll start, then uh, we we'll start negotiating and, and talking properly. So, but um, yeah, but it, it'd be fine. This, this is a long way to go. The most important thing for me is that that we keep winning games, and nothing's going to change there. And well, I'm loving my time here, you know. Like, and, and I have to say, the fans are well, unreal again today. Charlton
0: live. The subject of racist abuse has reared its ugly head again this weekend. Derby's Dwayne Holmes and Wigan's former Charlton Loney, Nathan Byrne, were both said to have received untoward comments during a game at Brentford and online after a game at Bristol City, respectively, with Palace's Wilf Zahar and a number of Northampton town players also targeted just this weekend addict striker Lyle Taylor has himself been on the receiving end of unacceptable and racially charged posts recently including one he highlighted from a Plymouth fans Instagram account after the game on Saturday. The striker says that whilst 99.9% of football fans may condemn such actions, until you've been the recipient of such abhorrent abuse you just don't know quite how upsetting it is. I mean I've, I've had conversations with fans this week where they've likened racism
4: to other things and look i mean no disrespect but unless you've been racially abused you won't understand how it feels so unless you've been racially abused i'd rather you not make comment on on what other people go through if somebody gets the mick taken out of them because they've got a a stutter or if somebody walks with a, a limp do you know what i mean it's not it's not the same so Yes, we need to focus on the positives, and the positives are that 99.9% of football fans in this country are not racist, um, but we don't need to worry about the 99.9% because they're not the ones who are causing the issue. Um, so from, from here on in, we have to do everything we can um, to, to highlight this and, and to make an issue of it. Because if we make an issue of it, hopefully that way people will start realising that their behaviour if that is their behaviour, is just way, way, way beyond the pale.
1: Charlton Live!
0: That's it for this mini-podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget that the Addicts are next in action this Tuesday evening as we travel to Adams Park to take on Wickham Wanderers, looking to give ourselves a fighting chance of making that top two. We'll discuss what happens during that game on this Thursday's Big Match Preview, where we'll, of course, also be looking forward to Saturday's home clash with the league leaders, Luton Town. I've been Louis Mendes, thanks for listening. Let's hope for another win on the road on Tuesday evening. <laughs>